Welcome to Harvey's Huddle. I'm your host, Jackson Harvey. We are staying on the south side of the country today. We're going to be talking about the AFC South. Of course, this is going to follow the same format as the two NFC South episodes went. Each episode, we're going to go over two teams, what I think their offense and their defense looks like, what I think their overall team will look like, and what I think their um, overall record is going to be at the end of the regular season. Before we get started, um, take a look at my Instagram at Harvey's Huddle and my Twitter at Harvey underscore Huddle. Uh, always a great place to let me know your opinions. Um, I love hearing from you guys and hearing that you think I'm crazy, hearing that you think I'm I'm smart or um, anything, really. I, I really like hearing from you guys, hearing your questions about uh, the NFL and being able to respond to them. Um, it's kind of a, a forum that we can have about the National Football League. Today we're going to take a look, like I said, at the AFC South. Um, We're going to look at the bottom two teams from last season. The Jacksonville Jaguars are up first. Uh, The Jaguars, they secured the worst team in the NFL, um, I guess, title in the latter part of last season as the Jets beat the Rams unexpectedly and all of a sudden the Jaguars won the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. They went 1-15. Uh, they ended the season on a 15-game losing streak. If you don't remember, they beat the Colts week one. And yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Jaguars. Um friends of me know that I have been a Jaguars fan for a very long time Um, and this of course is going to be my unbiased opinion when it comes to this team but I'm really looking forward to seeing this team trend upwards they had that little random spike in the graph as you would in 2017 when they made the AFC championships they were you could say one quarter away from the Super Bowl, and that was the season the Rams made the Super Bowl. So I, I think that would have been very interesting to see uh, Rams Jaguars Super Bowl. A lot of defense um, going against some some lackluster offenses in that case, but alas, it didn't happen, and they have been stuck in a rebuild sort of phase ever since. Uh, they've shipped a lot of their better players. Of course, last season it took a lot of people as a surprise as they traded away Leonard Fournette and went with the undrafted rookie James Robinson, who ended up finishing, I believe, third or fourth in the total rushing yard totals um, in the league. This Again, this is going to be one of the more intriguing teams in the NFL. There are a lot of question marks. When it comes to the Jaguars, we are going to be wondering a lot of things leading up to week one. Um, Urban Meyer is in as the new head coach. You've got Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. Um, And is this team going to be able to be successful? In offense, I mean, you've got the addition of Trevor Lawrence. That's going to help your team astronomically. Uh, At first, I was thinking that... 
Gardner Minshew would still be in the conversation. Of course, Minshew has helped this team for the last um, season or two, and it's been rough to watch, unfortunately. But you've the incoming of not only Trevor Lawrence, but the Jaguars, I think, made one of the best moves in the draft when they went ahead and drafted um, Travis Etienne with the number 26 pick in the first round. That was genius. Not only are you bringing in uh, one of the best quarterbacks in college football last season, but you're bringing in his number one go-to guy. Um, The running back room is looking great. You got Etienne back there and James Robinson now. And it's, it's going to be an interesting offense to watch. Um, just those two alone uh, with Etienne and Lawrence. It's it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen. Is the chemistry going to be the same between those two in an Urban Meyer kind of offense? Um, what's Urban Meyer's offense going to look like? It's gonna is it going to look like a lot, or is it going to look a lot like his um, college offensive scheme? Is he going to be able to take some advice from NFL professionals and? Be able to hone his skills into a into a professional setting and not a college setting. Very interesting with this offense. Um, Lawrence looks like he's going to be the clear starter. I I was wondering if Minshew was going to be able to put up much of a fight, but most of the media has already put Trevor Lawrence ahead of Gardner Minshew. And we will have to see what happens. If anything, Gardner Minshew is a solid, and I mean a solid, backup quarterback to have. He's going to be reliable should anything happen to Lawrence. Um, and I I really think that it could be a good move to keep him around and not ship him elsewhere. Uh, you've also got James Robinson. Jay Robinson is a force to be reckoned with, and I think the Jaguars could have one of the best one-two punches in the AFC. If not, it could be one of the top three or four in the NFL uh, when it comes to the running back room. They they will be interesting to watch, Robinson and Etienne. You also have Carlos Hyde coming back to Jacksonville, and um, when he was here, he, he did have some sort of impact on the team. So it'll be interesting to see what he does in Jacksonville as well. Not only the backfield is interesting with this offense, the wide receiver core is very interesting, and it seems like they only continue to add to it. Um, You've got DJ Chark. You've got um, Marvin Jones now coming from Detroit. You've got LaVisca Cheneau, who is a second-year receiver. Um looked very good despite the Jaguars terrible season last year. Hey, you got Philip Dorsett or Dorsett now and you have Jamal Agnew there's as well. Seems like a pretty shifty group. Uh it could make for some interesting leveled attacks when it comes to the passing game. Uh that's not even mentioning Tim Tebow signing as the tight end um, for the Jaguars. It'll be interesting to see what he's able to do. 
a lot of the preliminary comments that I've heard out of training camp has a lot of people impressed with what Tebow's been able to do at that position. So it could be quite the interesting attack on, I've used that word a lot. I, I'm annoyed with myself using that word a lot, but that is the best word that I can use for the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. Interesting. That's, that's all there is to it. I mean, what's going to happen? It, we, we don't know, but Boy, is it intriguing to see that there. If the offensive line can hold up, this could be a really great offense. If Trevor Lawrence transitions to the NFL well, this could be a really great offense. And I I am very intrigued to see what is going to happen um, come week one through week 18. Now, defense. Uh, defense for the Jaguars have been one of the biggest struggles in their rebuild. It's also been one of the target areas in 2017, which is their best season to date. Um, they relied on their defense and with the last few seasons with Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell, they have all but stripped apart that defense for some reason. Um, they, they have shipped all of the players off. They have burnt bridges with their, uh, players. Of course we saw, um, Recently, last year, it was Yannick Ngakwe who really got into it with um, the president of the organization's, or the owner, uh, Shad Khan's son, and it just seemed like the head office had terrible, terrible connections with these defensive players, and it resulted in a complete implosion of the Jaguars' defensive uh, side of the ball. Now, they did grab a great cornerback in the second round of the draft and some other decent D linemen in the fourth round, and they snagged a safety in the third round of the draft. Now, they also went out and signed Shaq Griffin from most recently the Seahawks. He's been a great defender. Um, I think that's a welcome addition to this defense. The defensive line looks like it's improved, looks like it's going to be good. Josh Allen on the edge has been phenomenal the last uh, season or two. And I'm really excited to see what this offense can do, or this defense can do, because they're a big question mark for me. Can... Can this defensive side of the ball, Urban Meyer, he's more of an offensive guy, which is a little different um, than Duck Marone's kind of ground-and-pound defensive style of football. Will the defense be able to um, really hone in on what they need to do? Will their new, I believe he's new, defensive coordinator hired by... Um, Urban Meyer, will he be able to take control and do a great job with the players that he has in place? Because there are some great players on the defensive side of the ball. CJ Henderson, we already talked about Shaq Griffin. You got Josh Allen. You've got Miles Jack. Um, and I think that there's a lot of potential for this Jacksonville defense. Now, I know it's risky to say that a team's going to have a winning season with a first-year head coach, a first-year quarterback, but I think the Jaguars have all the recipe, 
all the ingredients for a recipe for success. I really think that. Now, do I think they're going to be a surefire, we're going to make the playoffs our first season sort of team? No. I have them at 9-8. and eight. Um, Of course, it's going to be impossible for teams to have a perfect 500 season so you're either going to have a winning season or a losing season i think the jaguars will be able to get it done um splitting most of their season series with or they're going to split the season series with the titans and with the colts and of course they're going to sweep the houston texans um houston texans are their first game i think they're going to start off with a two-game win streak and uh they're going to have a four game losing streak within that time from week five to week nine and then they're gonna end the season winning four out of their last six games next we're gonna talk about the houston texans now the houston texans have a lot of stuff going on with their team And when I say a lot of stuff going on with their team, I'm saying that they have a lot of stuff going on with one particular player, and that is Deshaun Watson. There's a lot to say about his situation. There's a lot to say about the, the lawsuit that's going on. But I think it's safe to say that Deshaun Watson will not be a Houston Texan this season. He might be under contract with them, but he will not be taking the field as a Houston Texan. And it's hard to say whether he's going to even be able to take the the field for a different team. The most recent reports come out that he wants to be a Denver Bronco. That would make things pretty interesting, but is it going to happen? Is he going to be even, even able to take the field for any team? Is he going to be placed on the commissioner's um, list of players not able to to play? It's It's going to be interesting to see. I'm not going to address his legal situation. I'm not going to talk about what I think he's done morally. Um, That's going to be for the Texas courts to figure out. And just from what I've seen in a few news reports that uh, have been posted, I believe the one I saw that was the most kind of... Uh, factual was from NBC Sports and it was from June 18th. So it looks like there won't be any sort of settlement reached soon between Watson and the women who are um, who are accusing him of the things that they say he did. It doesn't look like a settlement's going to be reached. Um, of course, the Texans and or the, not the Texans, but Watson's uh, team want a confidentiality clause fit into a settlement offer and the legal team representing these women are saying that no we don't want a confidentiality clause in there um next in line is Tyrod Taylor (laughs) I'm just gonna rip the band-aid off quick for any Texans fans that don't know that but The next in line, quarterback two, is Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Most recently, the biggest success he's had is with the Buffalo Bills back in 2017. He led them to a wildcard berth. I believe it was one of the first 
Bills playoff appearances in years and they promptly lost to the Jaguars that season. He's definitely a downgrade. I, I'm <laughs> Let's be blunt about it. Tyron Taylor is no Deshaun Watson. But in terms of backup quarterback situations, it could be worse. You could have... I mean, look at the Jaguars last season. They had who Jake Lutton and... Uh, I don't know who else, but... It could be worse. It could be worse. You could have a worse quarterback. You could have someone less um, athletic than Tyrod Taylor. Just don't let your medical team anywhere near him because then they'll possibly puncture his lung. Of course, he he was with the Chargers last season, and that happened, leading to Justin Herbert playing the entire season. If, if it wasn't for Tyrod Taylor and that medical, um, the, the medic, whoever was injecting him with whatever, we wouldn't have seen Justin Herbert play last season uh, as much as we did. And he probably wouldn't have been the Offensive Rookie of the Year, which is, which is pretty funny, in my opinion. Um, the running game is going to be leaned on greatly. The Texans did a good thing in going out and getting Philip Lindsay from the uh, Denver Broncos. You've got David Johnson as well, who has proven in the past that he's a good running back. But we'll just have to see what happens. They're going to be running the ball a lot more without Deshaun Watson there and without a reliable passing attack. And so expect their running game to... Uh, improve. I think last season they only rushed about 30% of their total plays all season, and that'll probably go up to closer to 50%, if not higher. On defense, when I say this group looks dismal, I mean this defense looks dismal with a capital D. I really don't see a lot of stars on this team. I don't see a lot of players that really pop out to me as playmakers. Um, Whitney Merciless is really the only player that I see that could have an impact week after week, but that is about it. I I don't think this defense is going to be anything to write home about. Uh, last season, they were in the bottom of most defensive categories. They were the worst rushing defense in the league which does not bode well as you have Derrick Henry, you have Jonathan Taylor, and now you have Travis Etienne and James Robinson. In your division, you will be playing each one of them twice. That's going to be rough. That's going to be a very rough um, season schedule. Not only that, but you're also going to have to play their passing attack too. If the Jaguars passing attack proves to be as good as I think it will be, um, that's going to be a rough thing to deal with for the Texans defense. And then of course you've got Julio Jones now in Tennessee and who knows how Carson Wentz is going to do with Indianapolis. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how this team does. Not even interesting. It's going to be pretty Sad to see what happens with the Houston Texans. Worst defense last year. Probably one of the worst defenses this year. In terms of record, I've got them 
at 0-17. I they have a rough schedule, guys. Like they have a terrible schedule. If they're going to be as bad as I think they are, they are Texan fans. I'm so sorry, but just just buckle up, get ready for a really tough season because they they have probably one of the harder schedules in the NFL. The only two real weeks that I could see them winning a game would be um, against the Jets and maybe the Dolphins in Week 9, but who knows? I mean, we'll talk about the Dolphins later, but it out, out of training camp, it doesn't look like the Dolphins are going to be as great as I think they will be. Hopefully they'll be able to do better, but that's for another day. Um, I have them at either 0-17 or 1-16. It's going to be a rough season, Texans fans, like I said. Buckle up. Let me know what you think about these previews, predictions. Um, did I miss something that you think I should talk about? If you're a Texans fan and you know more about some of these no-name players um, when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, let me know. Of course, losing J.J. Watt is going to be huge for you guys, and just be prepared. Be prepared for a lot of tears. As a Jaguars fan for most of my life, I know how it feels. Um, thank you so much for listening. You guys are much appreciated when it comes to uh, this podcast. And just, it's it's really nice to see you guys listening week after week. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle and on Twitter at Twitter. Apparently I can't speak either. At Twitter at Harvey underscore Huddle. And yeah, let's have some discussion about these previews and these predictions. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jackson Harvey. This has been Harvey's Huddle. Take care.